Hey, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to our show and supporting what we're doing. If you enjoy the Don't Date Me podcast and you want to show us some love, then please consider donating to our fundraiser for the people of Ukraine. You can find the link to our GoFundMe page at bio.site forward slash it's Jamie Sparks. All funds are going to be gift matched and then donated to UNICEF and passed on to the people of Ukraine. It will make a real difference, so please give generously. Let's show some love and make a difference. Dear. Back to the podcast episode. No dirty talk, just podcasts, no turn-ons, so turn me on, by that I mean, this podcast, I'm not interested, so don't date me, review me, just rate me, like, subscribe, don't date me, review me, just rate me, like, subscribe, don't date me. Don't date me. Don't date me. Don't date me. Alexa, play the podcast. Don't date me. Okay, speaking of which, follow us on Instagram at it's James Bart and Twitter at it's James Bart. <laughs> Wait, is it? At it's James Bart. <laughs> Hello, you're listening to Don't Date Me, a podcast where a certain number of adults discuss dating each week. Dating in their 30s. Hit that subscribe button for weekly full-length episodes. And it's going so wrong already. Full-length episodes and for weekly mini ones too, date pure dear and subscribe i'm jamie a 37 year old six foot four bisexual man and closeted christian and i want a cat but not a full-time cat i want a part-time cat because i've got a new sofa and you just know if i got a cat it would decimate my sofa and then i would put that cat in the bin (laughs) <laughs> the cat will know the sofa's now. The cat. We'll be dead in the face that rips it to shreds. <laughs> and today I'm joined by... Hi, I'm Kirsty. Mm-hmm, special mm-hmm. guest of the week. Hell yeah. I am 25. I am bisexual. Mm-hmm. I'm polyamorous and I guess non-binary as well, actually. Boom! Yeah. Exciting, exciting. And then we are currently... This is quite strange. A minute ago, <clears throat> we were sitting inside Starbucks. And now we're sitting outside Starbucks. Other coffee shops are available of. Um, however, delicious beverages. What's on the menu for you today, oh, Kirsten? I've got a pumpkin spice cold brew. Oh, you're so basic with your pumpkin spice. Although, I'm having a... What is this again? Um, Salted maple Ice latte. latte. That's the yeah. one. Yeah. And then a, a cheeky free lime cooler situation because I, I placed the order wrong and I got a free thing by accident so living our best lives um, so you met Kirsty on last week's mini episode so good times and if you haven't listened to the mini episode yet just pause this right now and just go back in time yeah just do it 
reconsider your life priorities and listen to the mini episode and also hit subscribe so you don't miss it <laughs> each week um, but Kirsty, how's your week been? Yeah, not What have you been up to? Not bad. Uh, oh, what have I been up to? Well, whilst you think about that, I'll tell you. <laughs> You're like, I can't remember. Where have I been? What have I done? Uh, this past week's been quite busy for me. I got myself a new sofa, so that was super exciting. It's pure lush, uh, and I cannot afford it, but I bought it anyway. One, one of those, one of those. Um, I've been busy doing my Let's Plays and YouTube-y things. Uh, had a very stressful, triggering time playing Tomb Raider the other day where I got stuck on one section for about two hours. Disgusting. Um, which was literally terrible uh, because the game was broken. But it's just was so it sad. No, was no, it no, legit oh, was, was it? like oh, okay. the light the light fixtures from the ceiling of the of the room I was in were floating through the ice. Wait, I'm not making any sense. I was underneath ice. Okay. Bad guys on top of ice in a room. Right, but this the light fixtures from the ceiling were under the ice, um. <laughs> as in the game was broken. So, and not just that, the AI of all the bad guys was weird and yeah. not making any sense. So, I think I must have stumbled upon. I think it must have just kept loading bizarrely, and I just. Yeah. But I instead instead of quitting and admitting to myself that I should just stop playing it, I just kept doing it until I completed that bit. Denial. Yeah, it was straight up denial, and it was. It was terrible. So I'm really excited for tonight because I'm going to be playing Tomb Raider again and if I get stuck in the same way, I'm going to actually scream. But anyway, uh, also, uh, speaking of youtube things, we're doing filming this weekend uh, <laughs> for certain things and stuff. You'll find out about that soon. It's going to be ridiculous. Uh, and then, also, I've started thinking about the next podcast series after this. Ooh. So, uh, very briefly, uh, it's going to be called Faith Me. So it's going to be a podcast about faith and some people are going to be like, why are you doing that? Because ultimately this is a podcast about dating and that makes no sense. But to me... totally makes sense. Yeah, to me it's like through this, doing this podcast, we've kind of talked about uh, sexual identity and personal identity. And I think um, spirituality or faith systems are definitely a part of people's identity. Oh, entirely, yeah. Especially with the way they interact with each other. I mean... Some people have great experience with their faith and their sexuality. Some people have yeah. the opposite. And I think it's, yeah, it's definitely important to explore that. Exactly. And I think, yeah, because it's not going to be specifically focused at, like, with dating in mind necessarily, but I'm kind of. I'm going to do six episodes and see where it goes, basically. And I'm going to... It's not going to be, like, an episode on Islam and an episode on Judaism. It's not going to be like that. It's going to be, like, an episode on humanism or oh, yeah. someone who loves cycling and that's their faith system because maybe that is their faith system oh, yeah. like do you know what I mean? Episode where like you know they all had their faith systems and some of them were just you know believing in other people or gambling or exactly yeah or even something that I find super fascinating is when someone is militantly an atheist oh yeah because that my friend is a yeah, faith it's system it's a faith in nothing uh, exactly so, so that should be super interesting but anyway, so that's what I've been doing. What have you been doing, Kirsty? Oh, well, I've just been chilling mostly. I'm thinking of going back to uni, so I've been looking mm. through courses for that. That's been a nightmare. What kind of course are you thinking of? Oh, I'm getting medical physics. Oh, yeah. You're so more brainy than me. <laughs> oh my Such god. I don't even know what that funny. what even is that? Uh, like x-rays and shit, so chemotherapy, x-rays, um, radiotherapy, diagnostics, all that kind of 
all the fun, dangerous things to keep in the hospital basement yeah. and don't let anyone touch. <laughs> Apart from me, apparently, now. <laughs> You'd be so good at that. That's nice. Um, cool. Okay, well, this week we are discussing polyamory. Ooh, Ooh everyone says. Uh, now, interestingly, it'd be interesting to hear what your thoughts are on this, Kirsty, because last season we did an episode on polyamory. Now, the reason why we did that is because we were just pulling on all these different relational and sexual threads and seeing what was interesting. Yeah. And this was just something we thought of randomly and thought that could be interesting to explore. Uh, especially because Sarah was literally like, what the hell is that? Because she didn't have any clues yeah. to what it was. Um, I knew a little bit, but I didn't know as much as I did and as I found out mm-hmm. as well. But interestingly, out of all the podcasts we did from season one, it was the most listened to oh, cool. and sustained throughout the whole episode. Um, and even from like looking at the analytics of the episode, it's like it's not just local people that find that interesting, it's people around the world. So from your perspective, why do you think that was? probably because it's something like not a lot people are aware of or if they have heard of it they've only seen it from like tv shows and stuff like that and it's never particularly well portrayed but polyamory is something that means something different to everyone there's lots of different forms of it and i mean i'm not polyamorous in the way i thought i was originally and yeah it's okay it changes it develops and it's not just you know oh my i'm gonna fuck someone my husband watches or whatever it's it's so much more than that, and I think people are interested to see that there's other options out there other than mm. just, you know, the monogamous nuclear, fa- nuclear family that they've been told exists and they must have since they were kids. Meliora Wax create vegan, cruelty-free candles and melts. They are biodegradable, sustainable, and more importantly, handmade and hand-poured right here in Scotland. You can get 20% off when you sign up to their newsletter, which you can find on their Instagram page. Now, we're super excited to announce that the Don't Date Me podcast has designed some candle fragrances in partnership with Meliora. If you'd like to win one of these candles and a bunch of DDM merch, head to the Instagram profile for Meliora Wax and Don't Date Me and give both profiles a follow and then slide into our DMs hard and fast to let us know which fragrances you'd like to win. You can choose between Sarah's Spicy Margarita or my Shenandoah Rainfall Fragrances. Head to instagram.com forward slash Meliora Wax. That's Meliora spelled M-E-L-I-O-R-A. And to instagram.com forward slash don't date me pod. That's don't date me P-O-D. Slide into our DMs and be in with a chance of winning. Dear. So what what did polyamory mean to you and what does it now? I mean, at first I thought it was just, you know, my partner and I got together when we were 18. We thought it was maybe a good idea to branch out and see spice what we were missing and spice it up. Spice it up. Give it a shot. We'd both come out as bisexual since we'd gotten together and thought, hey, maybe we should, you know, try it out a little bit, make ourselves feel more valid. And then we realised that there's more to it than we thought it was. It's not just sex, there's love, there's companionship, there's relationships. And now I can go out and get sushi with people because my partner hates sushi and wouldn't come with me. But that's Yay. okay. Because I can get another partner that will come eat it with me. That is so. That is actually super cute. <laughs> it's the stupidest thing, but it actually makes me so no, happy. No, like, I get it. Like, you, can this, have, mm-hmm. you can share something with everyone. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, if your partner doesn't love something, you don't have to resent each other. You can just go to it with someone else. 
there's no jealousy, there's no distrust. It's it's quite soothing actually. I never yeah. expected that. That's super fascinating, and I think that's one of the things that surprised me the most from the first episode that we did, where Gwen shared her really personal experiences of, of her polyamorous life, because uh, she's a little bit older than both of us and so mm-hmm. hearing her experiences was quite interesting because she'd be married as well and also yeah. polyamorous in that context and hearing about that kind of like loving trusting relationship but branching out and meeting more people that you love and trust was super fascinating to me because as someone who has commitment issues and trust issues I'm like I can really admire that that could be a relationship dynamic that really could work for people and I think it's really really cool so and then in terms of like what polyamory polyamory means to you now what does it mean to you now well it means kind of freedom it means acceptance community it's just i feel so much more open and relaxed and the trust i have for my partner now is much more than it ever was before i've got a lot of health problems mm-hmm. and it made it difficult for me to arrange to go on dates or do anything with my partner and i was terrified that they were going to leave me for someone more able and that is why I originally thought of the polyamory thing, which mm. thankfully they declined at the time because it was a completely unhealthy like, yeah. approach. But it was something we did revisit. And yeah. now that we have revisited it, we know that we are enough for each other. And it's wonderful. It's not about not being enough. It's about being different. Mm. Going out and find, meeting people and knowing, hey, we can just let this happen. We don't have to worry what if we fall for each other or what if we fuck or if yeah. anything happens. You can just relax and be your authentic self in any situation that you want and it doesn't matter. That's cool. It's so incredibly soothing and I never have to worry they're going to cheat on me. Yeah. I mean, you sort of can. They can lie about it, I guess, which is yeah. the worst part. But there's no... I'm a lot less insecure than I was before and it's actually genuinely so, like, there's no other word for it. It's soothing. Yeah. It really kind of calms you in a weird way. Or me at least. But I think, and that's one of the things that we all took, me, Chris, and Lindsay took from the first episode was that the kind of boundaries thing was like the f- and not rules necessary mm-hmm. but I think boundaries is the way that yeah. I'd word it was fundamental yeah. and I guess that's probably the the thing that I never really thought about and I think that's maybe why personally speaking I didn't quite understand polyamory before was because I didn't realise that there there's usually like clear guidelines and boundaries that you set up in advance as to the situation. Which sidebar is probably for anyone out there who's in a monogamous relationship who is considering this or wanting to spice up things, communication I f- feel should be 100% fundamental. Communication is yeah. the most important part. We didn't have that at first and it Yeah, of course. You learn from your mistakes. Because then you don't know what to problems. expect. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay, well, so now we know what polyamory is, I guess it could be interesting to know a little bit more about you, as in, like, your, just give us a kind of broad overview as you as a person, maybe, like, your dating past a wee bit, I guess. You can go delve into it if you want or whatever, uh, and then we'll probably chat about the kind of finer nuances of polyamorous stuff when it when it doesn't go to plan, aka breakups. Yep. But tell us a bit about you. Well, 
bit about me. So I was quite kind of shy and reserved as a kid. I was never particularly popular or deemed as pretty, so I was quite kind of late to the party when it came to dating and things like that. High school boyfriends, girlfriends, wasn't a thing. Just yeah. kept to myself, minded my business, did my math. I was quite happy with that. That's all I needed. And then I met my partner when I was 18. And in school? In the same school? Uh, in uni. Ah, nice. Yeah. Met a flat party. And we've been together ever since. Uh, seven and a half years now. Wow. Moved in together after six months, which was a really stupid idea. <laughs> I mean, a lot out, but... Hindsight, right. stupid idea. Yeah. Not the best idea at all. Don't I mean, be rushing into anything. I didn't move in on purpose. I'd been staying there because I lived out in the steps yeah. and I lived in the city. And one day I felt sure up and went, yeah, you live here now, here's your shit. <laughs> here's and your that key. that was that. Yeah, that's amazing. So, yeah, uh, after about five years, I believe, we thought it might be a good idea to branch out slightly. Sidebar. Was he your first boyfriend? Yes. Oh my Only god. First ever relationship. Whoa! That's like so much more... Whoa, that's just blow my mind. Yep. Because that's like super interesting. Oh god, I can't wait for Lindsay to hear this episode. Because I feel like she would find this super fascinating because... It is so fascinating. Because for her, she recently... She wouldn't mind me talking about this. She uh, was with her partner from a young age and they actually had a kid together. Okay. And it's a similar situation, but different in which, because there wasn't any polyamory, it was just yeah. just them. And they stayed together for so long and that's all they knew. And now she's single again. Mm-hmm. And so she's like experiencing the dating life and all this kind of stuff. So it's, yeah. it's a similar, but a very different situation. But it's just interesting that there's that kind of like connection, I guess, is in the way that you've both had that first relationship and then stuck with it kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, so you were saying so about... about two and a half years ago, yeah. um, we thought it might be a fun idea to open things up and explore a bit because we thought, hey, maybe there's more to the world than we know and it might be fun to go out and see what's there. So we did. And yeah, that was the first time I'd ever actually dated. I'd never been on a date before, never used dating apps, anything like that. Whoa. It was absolutely terrifying. Was it? And were you nervous before your first dates and stuff? Oh my god, I was terrified. That's so fun. I have never been so frightened in my entire life. That's so fun. Like, I can't... I can't picture it. Well, I can picture it, but I can't. It's just, it's so 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 different from my experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's super fun. So yeah, that was kind of my dating history. Now, three years later, I've been dating, I guess. Um, yeah. Okay, and so one final question for like for, for people getting to know you. I guess one question the audience might have is is like how does it work? Because in terms of workplace stuff, like you're very open and transparent, and honest, and frank about who you are and stuff, yeah. which is because it's great because you're authentically yourself as you're saying. Yeah. Um, and that's I think probably why I was drawn to you as a as a human because you're you're quite open, transparent, and chill, and you have that kind of like. Which is ironic because you have (laughs) anxiety, (laughs) crippling anxiety. Um, So, but, uh, that's super cool. But what about, like, family and peripheral friends? Like, are they aware of of the relationship Um, dynamics? My family don't know, but I don't really talk to them a whole lot. It's not that I'm hiding it, we just... never You're not close anyway. Not particularly close, we're not that kind of family. And what about your partner as well? Um, My partner's family, unfortunately, is... They have a different sort of political compass Views, we do, okay. let's say. So we don't share as much with them as yeah. we would with anyone else. But yeah, all our friends know. I think a couple of my family members know. Um, 
If it comes up, it comes up. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah. You know, like, if it's relevant, we'll mention it to people, but it's not something we go about showcasing. We don't hide it. It's just... Do you ever, like, obviously you're doing a podcast and you're literally explaining your life, <laughs> but do you ever kind of, like, does it ever get to the point, because this has this been, like, a couple of years now? Uh, yeah, about three, I think. So does it ever get to the point where you're, like, exhausted by people asking you questions? Because I, 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 I'm not exhausted by it, but people always ask me questions. No, people don't ask me questions about bisexuality. They tell me. They say... Yep. Either you're greedy, or they say, "Yeah, but do you like boys more, or do you like girls more?" Like th- that's that's the only questions that I get exhausted by. Everything yeah. else is fine. Do you do you yeah, ever get like, exhausted? If someone asks me, I love like sharing knowledge and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't talk to anyone about anything. If you ask me stupid questions, I'm like, "Oh, are they not enough for you? Do you need more? Are you a greedy little or something?" And I'm yeah. Like, yeah. No, get lost. But if it's a genuine question, like, yeah, go ahead ask. That means if you just want to know something, go for it. Yeah. Just, you know. Don't ask those fake questions. I'm exactly. Just like yeah. That's fine. Scooch. Because it's almost like sometimes people ask questions, but they're actually just wanting to insult you. It's not right? a question. You just want to have a go and still have the moral high ground. <laughs> right? Yeah. Get in the bin. We don't like oh. you. You can't subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't like. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, and now to the meat of the sandwich. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, <laughs> at work, you mentioned about a polyamorous breakup, not yes. a specific one, but then that blew my tiny little mind. Yeah. It blew my tiny little bisexual mind because <laughs> I was like, oh wait, people don't just have polyamorous relationships, they have polyamorous breakups. Yeah. So then I, so then I thus proceeded me just asking you a million questions, So and then that's why we're doing this right now. So... Uh, because I guess it is clearly obvious that that's a, p- a potential situation. Oh, yeah. Like, um, not every relationship is going to succeed. Yeah. So how... Obviously, you can't talk for the entire... No, I can't. <laughs> the entire... <laughs> yeah. You're like, I am... I am polyamory. Yeah. <laughs> but you can talk about your experience. Like, So yeah. how how do polyamorous breakups work? <laughs> well, see, that's really interesting because um, as this is my first ever relationship, mm. these breakups were my first ever breakups. I'd never had a breakup before. I never <gasps> had my, ah! my nesting partner. My mind has just blown again. So, yeah, the first ever breakup either of us experienced was when my partner broke up with another one of their partners. Whoa. Neither of us had ever had a breakup before and it was absolutely bizarre. That's, that's, that's crazy because like, that's so interesting. Okay, yeah, so how does that, the deep, how did that work then? Or it not work? It was really work? weird. Like, um, you always see in like movies and stuff like that when you know someone gets dumped or breaks up, it's like you know they cuddle and they cry and you get them ice cream and they go out with the getaways <laughs> and it's all that, you know. It's like that. But also at the same time, like they're your partner as well, it's quite a strange dynamic. Like I'm Yeah. Was it upsetting it's, seeing them? It was really hurt. upsetting because they were devastated. Yeah. And the person that they'd been with I, without going into detail and yeah. they did wrong them. Yeah. It was unfortunate. And I was absolutely livid. I yeah. was seeing red. I was absolutely seething. And I was not happy. My partner didn't want to be like, nah, they're horrible. I hate them so much. They were just sad that they were goods. gone. Yeah. So it was trying to find the balance between oh no, they hurt my partner and Why? oh honey, I'm so sorry. And it's not That's even really like bad thing. So like the rage yeah. of someone hurting someone you love. Oof. Plus 
try to be supportive. It's, I mean, I'm sure all breakups are like that. When you know mm. when your friend gets dumped, you're like, oh, horrible yeah. person, yuck. Yeah. But it was amplified because this person lives in your house and sleeps in your bed and they've been with you for a very long time. It's incredibly strange. And it's interesting too because it's like it's that way where with. Um, and it's you know at the same time a lot of people are like, oh, we'll just go out and get you a new partner and replace them, but. But you already have that. They don't need to have a partner. They've got wow. one. It's not about replacing them. They can have as many or as few as they want. And it kind of almost moves the goalposts a little bit. It's quite kind of... Because you can't just be like, oh, no, it's fine. Not the next one. Because yeah. there might not be a next one and there already is a next one and a previous one. And it's, yeah. and then, it's quite a strange state. And did end. you have a similar or different experience? Uh, well, I wouldn't exactly say it was a breakup. But it wasn't quite a relationship, but I get the... <laughs> someone I've been seeing for six months over text. Oh, yeah. now I have That's to admit, tough. I have to admit, I am not innocent of doing that. I have done it before, but that was an unusual circumstance and it was because I was in the worst relationship of my life. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you, know, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do, but, but sometimes... I text, like, hey, I've met someone, they're basically you, but monogamous, so... No oh. hard feelings. Oh. Where? Oh, yeah. No, oh, where? Best part is, we had a date plan the next day. Oh. We still went on it as oh. friends because they wanted to be friends. And then when I called them out, because I was, oh, yeah. I felt like, no, but Julie obviously had got a little bit drunk. Oh. Uh, so I was like, hey, what the hell, man? That was really unpleasant. And she went, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize poly people had feelings. Yeah. And then we were like, dirty martini, dirty bastard. And then I was like, <laughs> do you throw your drink at him? Uh, no, I made him buy me like a very expensive apology drink. Yeah. Are you still friends? Um nah. I messaged them recently asking if they wanted to catch up. It's been a while and got ignored. They are very bad at replying to texts, but also it might just be they have a new girlfriend. So I wonder, I'm well, curious to see how long it'll be till they message and are like, hey I got dumped, you wanna come over? Yeah, or hey, I'm not I'm still dating them but Oh I'm waiting Or I'm Polly now. Oh no, I'm waiting <laughs> they did keep bringing up that their girlfriend was bisexual and had seen photos of me and of thought I was really, really pretty. So I'm waiting for the day I got phone call, hey, so like I know I don't you by text, but like you wanna come and like fuck me. This is the this is the this is the thing, right? <laughs> now, because we are on the peripheral of normality, I yeah. guess some people would view. <laughs> people do think like that. They really do. Um, Unicorn hunters. Love yeah, them. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've encountered my fair share of gay guys that are like that, where they're like, "If you ever know of a woman that wants to have a threesome, let me know." And I'm like. I don't think that's always how it works, but okay, yeah. <laughs> like, mm. I can try. Um, so yeah, that's super interesting. It's like, oh my god, we you fuck my girlfriend? It's like, what, can you not? Exactly. They don't like it when you say that. Yeah. Well, people just don't like being called out on their bullshit, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm not an object. <laughs> Sorry, there's just a child um, who is possessed by Satan. So. Nah, we're running by. Love it. I love it. Um, okay, so... Hang on a sec. Okay, so I feel like a nice way to round off this episode would be to kind of chat briefly about a thought that we had with the last polyamorous relationship episode where Gwen gave herself advice. So if you could give yourself advice for the past you, what would that advice be? 
and then if you can give yourself advice for the future you because see in like three years time you'll, oh, pro- yeah. you'll probably listen back to this episode so <laughs> do the the past you first what advice would you give to your your past you when I started out polyamory, I was way too interested in rules and boundaries and thought they were important. I put too much emphasis on them and it ended up being our downfall. Yeah. Learn to just relax and enjoy yourself. Stop being so rigid and uptight. Just let things go. Love isn't a finite thing. And that's okay. It's not a pie. You're not going to get less of it if you're talking to a hold of someone else. Mm. You can have as much or as little of it as you want. And that's okay. And you deserve it. Yeah. So yay! Okay. Just relax and let it happen. Pipistrello Designs creates badass digital illustrations, greeting cards, keyrings, and pins. If you enjoy spooky skeletons, pizza, space, and RuPaul, then you're gonna love Pipistrello Designs. Check out their Instagram page where you can find a link to their Etsy shop, where you can treat yourself to a wee tote bag. Do it! Support a local artist and share some sass with loved ones with Pepe Strello Designs. And then for the future you, what is your advice for your future self? I mean, I hope she doesn't need my advice. I hope she's a little bit better adjusted than I am, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just kind of keep developing yourself, keep relaxing and, you know, try and do some more personal growth. I know you're trying just now, but hopefully you can keep growing because, you know, there's not exactly a ceiling or a roof on this thing. Keep kind of trying to develop you as a person. You're still too insecure. You're still a little bit too hung up on certain things. And maybe it's time you asked for a little bit of help. So I hope you did. And I hope it worked. Yay. I know. <laughs> so sober enough. <laughs> um, cool. And then if you've got any advice for anyone generally speaking, doesn't even need to be about polyamory, if you just got like dating advice Well, polyamory wise I'd say you know, communication is key if there are boundaries you want to enforce make it clear it's not all about the rules God, I've never thought about that, there might be some people we only that have one. Yeah. My partner and I only have one rule and while it's rigorously enforced we don't have vetoes, we don't yeah. do that, some couples do it's entirely up to you and your experiences it's about your boundaries and your comfort zones mm. but as long as you talk about them and address them in a comfortable like environment in a non-confrontational way. It's something that can work for a lot of people. It's not for everyone. And the way I do it, it's not for everyone. Mm. But the way they do it, it's not for me. And yeah. that's okay. Everyone has a different experience with dating. Whether it's monogamy, polyamory, whatever. Just do what makes you comfortable, but always make sure your boundaries are enforced. Because it's really gross when they're not, and then someone tries to cross them. Exactly. Yikes. <laughs> And then general dating advice, since you are new to the dating scene, what what's your advice for just general dating? Ooh, what I got from this morning. Don't randomly message a girl on a dating app calling her an idiot in your opening line. She will not like that. What? Right, yeah. give us context immediately. What the hell? Yeah, guys, I message this morning like, oh, hey, dumb dumb, you want to get a drink? It's like, excuse me? <laughs> what is that? What? Why was it? Well, to be fair, it's not even just calling me stupid. It's just a weird response. It's also like the most, like, I don't know what. I don't know where. I don't know what my thoughts are. Yeah. I feel perplexed by that because it's, it's that weird. Like, <laughs> All right, dumb, dumb. 
Did you respond? No, I didn't. Well, listener, if you have any ideas for responses, <laughs> let us know, because we are happy to share them on your behalf. Well, that was this week's episode. So we want to know your thoughts, though. Uh, so drop us a WhatsApp a voice note. Please do. Uh, it can be as long as you want, but maybe 30 seconds. That'd be great. And if it's a good one, it'll go on the actual podcast. I'll shove it right in there. Uh, and you can also just send us a normal WhatsApp message, too, if you want. The link for that is on our Instagram page, instagram.com forward slash don't date me pod. That's don't date me, P-O-D. And if you've got any dating horror stories or need some advice or just want to share a hot take on, on an opinion or a topic, then email it to it's jamesparks at gmail.com. Other email providers are available. Remember to rate, review and subscribe. It helps people find our podcast and we will see you next week. <laughs> so, as we say in the exact same way every single episode... Stay open. Don't be boring and definitely don't date me. Thanks, Kirsty. Aw, cheers. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, thank you for listening. The Don't Date Me podcast is created by Jamie Sparks Productions. You can email the show at itsjamiesparks at gmail.com. Other email providers are available. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at don't date me pod. If you enjoyed the show, please consider donating to our fundraiser for the people of Ukraine. You can go find the link to our GoFundMe page at bio.site forward slash it's Jamie Sparks. All funds will be gift matched and then donated to UNICEF and will make a real difference. So please give generously. Thank you to everyone that's donated so far. At the moment we've raised with gift matching in place, £410, but we've got a long way to go to our goal of 5000 Let's do it. See you on the next episode.